Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're live. Oh, hi. Hey. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on UPRN Radio 105.3. Uh, Jenny's not here tonight. Um, I guess he's feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, so I'm here with my co-host, John Ventry, Jay Sledgehammer. How are you guys doing? Good. Happy good. Torture good. Tuesday, good. as we uh, already seen there with the intro. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of Torture Tuesday, I got... I was at that froggy 104.3 on Monday morning, right? Yeah. And um, I'm sitting there, and we're getting ready to getting ready to go on. Hello, Hi, Anna. Anna. And uh, ready to go on, and my mic wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing that popped into mind was Torture Monday. You know what I mean? Oh, so what God. we had to do was, as the music was playing, go into another room and tape it my segments and then he would put it into the feed so that that was like kind of crazy um yeah it was like first thing out of my mouth and even heard torture monday but you were at their studio right yeah yeah i'm surprised they didn't have another mic or something they had two other mics that wouldn't work just his working you got something attached to you sean (laughs) it's probably demonic Probably. <laughs> you got something attached to you. I'm what do you think, you. John? It's probably something really demonic. Yeah, absolutely. God only knows. <laughs> so I did that, and then I had to go to work. So, But that was uh, my Halloween. How about yours, Jason? How was yours? That was real good. We uh, took the kiddo uh, trick-or-treating over at Grandma's neighborhood. And, you know, like I said, the... Uh, he got a lot of candy, so I had to dad tax it, of course. You know. <laughs> How much? <laughs> oh, he got a he got one of those bigger pumpkin things full. Uh-huh. So, uh, there goes the diet. <laughs> John, good. Mine was good. You know, my days are all fairly similar. I get up in the morning, check my emails. I do my Never Socialist the newsletter. It's, I take about an hour and a half on that every morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I put that out once, about every four or five days. I, I publish that. 
and uh, you know, read the paper, eat, go to the gym, come back, eat, and then it would then it's Halloween, you know. So, but you know, um, interesting. I put the bowl of candy out, and I had fifty big Reese's and Snickers bars in there, and a sign said "Take one" because it was drizzling here. Right. So I put it out on a chair, big bowl. And I sat in the living room, and I could see the kids. Maybe it was fifteen. All fifty were gone. Oh, it, it you of know, course. it was gone in uh, before seven o'clock. So uh, I turned <laughs> the lights right. off. I turned the lights off. Shut it down. That's all right. We were uh, we got to this one house, and uh, there was like two teenage kids in front of uh, our our son, and then his four little cousins, right? And they're all like four, three, you know, real, real young. So the two teenage kids, people left the bowl out. They just wiped the whole bowl out yeah. and then just like took off. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, Well, that's the uh, type of pranks and stuff that we used to do as kids. You know, I don't think a lot of that goes on now where you cause a lot of trouble and stuff. But that's all part of Halloween is you prank yeah. people. Hey, you're going to put a that's, bowl that's, out? That's not pranking. You do that on the 30th of October. Yeah, I know. The 31st. I know. Yeah. You know, it's that's funny. That's kids are I saw my neighbor this morning. I went out to uh, put the I get the paper, put the mail in the mailbox. And of course, I, I always forget to put my trash out on Monday nights. But don't worry, uh, I forget so to put it out on Thursdays there. here. Yeah, I, I I put it. I'm lucky. I get I put it out and it gets picked up about every three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I put a note on the calendar: trash. Otherwise, I just forget about it. But uh, the neighbor's sitting the there. One. Yeah, the neighbor's sitting waiting for the school bus. And uh, the the kid said something to me. Well, I went over and there was only one Snickers bar in there. I said, "Well, you're one kid. What do you expect?" <laughs> you know, and I, I I told uh, I told the neighbor what happened, and she goes, "Yeah." She goes, "You know," she said, "Down the street, they said uh, like three houses that the kids took, like it was one kid or whatever came right up, took the whole bowl and dumped it in his uh, pillowcase." You know, growing up, man, if I did that or any kids did that, they got their, you know, butts whipped. You oh, know yeah, what your I mean? parents, the Seriously. parents would beat them right there in the street. But exactly. how, would, how do you really know? I mean, I guess if the parents are with them. But, you know, you get a 12-year-old, nobody's with them. They're walking in the neighborhood. They just, they just pick it <laughs> all you know? I saw this video this morning. It was on uh, Facebook. Somebody posted they had one of those, like, doorbell cameras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it showed this kid. He had to have been, like, probably, like, eight or nine. You see him, he walks up, the people had a bowl out, right? He walks up with a backpack, sets it on the <laughs> ground, unzips it, grabs the whole bowl, dumps it in the backpack, and then flips the camera off and takes off. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they, were they talking to him? Were they talking to him at the time? No, no. He, he, he saw the camera there, yeah. and he just gave it the finger and took all the candy. and uh, was, freaking was like, oh my God. So maybe those people now file the police report. <laughs> Stolen candy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now's the time to go to the store and buy all the fifty percent off Halloween That's candy. Right. Well, you know what? Our store, because I was looking for our Halloween candy where I work at, and it's all gone. There was only like, believe it or not, fifty bags of candy corn. That's why Ew. we got inflation. I know. I know. That's, Did that's you see? Got... Candy corn was the listed absolute worst candy. Was it? Like I didn't see that. Day, no. Right. Well, Sweden. they actually just rolled that out and put the circus peanuts in a number one position. I don't think that's right. That the circus no. peanuts are way better than candy corn ever. Any, how anything's better than candy corn. <laughs> you know what you do with candy corn? You throw it in the trash. That's it. I was saying, the that's what, 
Sean, that's why we got inflation. You know, it's like people went in, they bought up all the candy this morning, right? People mm -hmm. are buying everything they can get their hands on because they were incarcerated for two years with COVID, you know? And so let's stuff our faces down. with all the candy we can. Yeah, it's like everything's like that. They, they, they're loading, you know, they spend their money, they load up. But uh, wait till you see what the Fed does tomorrow, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if it's a full one point increase instead of the three quarters. Well, if it makes anybody happy, uh 3WS started playing Christmas music today. Yeah. Did they really twenty four seven or just hopping no, off? I don't I don't think it was twenty four seven yet. I heard a couple of other tunes on there and I, I just put my Pandora on, you know, in the truck I'm driving. I was like, I'm not listening to Christmas music already. <laughs> They'll probably awful. do that the whole month of December, right? They play Oh yeah. Right yeah, after you, usually right after I think it's what the day after Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Black Friday, they start playing just round the clock Christmas music, and yeah, it's it's that time of year for Mariah Carey to shine. Anna Young has a question. She wants to know if anything paranormal happened. I saw a bunch of kids dressed as ghosts. <laughs> yeah, not in my house. My house has been quiet. I tell you, since uh, you know, since we drove that thing out, it's been quiet. They're probably Only staring at that pregnant my house looking all... alien behind you. I mean, yeah. I mean, only yeah. thing that's happened here and. The past year has been my sister and her husband and two and daughter came over to visit, and uh, you know it's like the only thing. It's like they must be in waiting, like watching. But uh, they sleep over, and at uh, I guess they didn't go to bed till about twelve thirty. So they're saying it's about two two thirty in the morning, and there was such a loud bang upstairs in the attic. Boom! My my sister, she was she wasn't asleep, but she heard it. And the daughter in the other room heard it and woke up and, and came running into the mother's, uh, you know, with the parents. And she says to, to her, I was dreaming that the closet became a tunnel and something was pulling me into the closet, into the tunnel. And then that bang woke me up, she said. I felt like I was like out of body being pulled into something. And then she slept the, the rest of the night with, with my sister and her husband. But, you know, other than that, that's the way it seems to be. That there's this loud sonic boom at 2, 30, 3, 4 in the morning. It sometimes wakes me up. But well, that's that about the witching hour, while. so. Yeah. yeah, that's the devil's hour, you know. Oh, but, it might uh, be demonic, John. You got a demon well, in your attic. Did you ever see what Paranormal was Activity? <laughs> what was here? watch was. Paranormal Activity. It's going to drag you up there. Yeah, no, I don't watch that. Put but, baby powder you know, on the floor. We'll look for uh, hoof prints. I got to put I got to put one of those ring cameras or one of them. I have them in the house. I got to put one in my room. Just well, I mean it'll constantly go off cuz I'm turning a lot so hackers overseas sides. can watch you sleep. No, I just want to uh <laughs> I want to see what happens at night, you know? Like Well, you I, know what? I, I used to sleepwalk as a kid. I might be Yeah, right, you'll probably forget you got the cameras on and there'll be stuff you nobody wants to see. Yeah, okay. absolutely, buddy. They won't be calling Jay me. Big, a, they won't call. Pointer. They won't call me Big John anymore. <laughs> like, What's up, little man? So uh, <laughs> over the weekend, Jason, you had you were down at the Marcos in Uniontown. How'd that go? Oh my goodness! I tell you what. Before we get into that, I just got to tell you, you've been right this whole time about that spirits don't like you or are just scare away when you're around. Because mm -hmm. all the years we were there, there was nothing to the point that I was like, this isn't haunted at all. This year, 
Holy crap. There was three people. One, I'm one of them. They got hit with objects. Oh, wow. Uh, stuff getting knocked over during uh, tours. Uh, what else? Equipment just going cr- absolutely crazy. Now, the uh, stuff that was thrown, I got hit twice. Now, in the whole 10 years that I've been investigating, I've never mm-hmm. been scratched, knocked down, anything. I got hit with two objects that same night. Uh, Russ, he was standing in front of me in the one room. It was crazy. I just saw this thing come whipping at his head. It, wow. I, honest to God, this thing just came flying at his head from nowhere, like mm-hmm. horizontally, like it didn't fall from the ceiling, hit him in the head, almost hit me, and it fell on the floor. And he's like, whoa. I was like, dude, I saw that. That was absolutely crazy. And wow. then there was uh, a lady that was on the one tour in that same room. Something threw something to hit her right in the foot. She freaked out. It was awesome. What, what room was that? What is that? It was one of, the, uh, one of the front rooms where usually like uh, most – it was next to the one that had the uh, – uh, like the hand streaks and stuff on the window that I remember one time I was giving a presentation in there and a lady got like pulled into the bathroom, freaked her yeah, out. I'm, yeah, okay. She went running right. off. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I was in um, the other side near the kissing mirror room, and right. I was telling people about it and everything. And there's uh, just the stuff in the corner; something just forcefully just knocked it right over, wow. just wow. out of nowhere. I was like, everybody freaked out. It was awesome, <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> we actually had people run out; they got so scared. Probably did they really? Wow. There was probably about four or five people throughout the tours that night that they. Uh, they just took off running, but, uh, you know, we had a nice setup. You know, obviously we got to eat and, uh, we set up a table. We had a psychic, we had decals to hand out to people. Uh, I had, um, I went through and like thoroughly thought about strategic places to put everybody. So it was just like a, it was clockwork. Like there wasn't anybody mm-hmm. running into each other. It cool. was just, you know, people up had a great time and, you know, they were like, wow, this is amazing. And, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully someday we can go back and actually investigate, you know, mm-hmm. off tour time. <laughs> oh, same. yeah. You'd be like crazy. You know what? We did it twice a while back. And you do get a lot more, a lot more uh, evidence going um, back by yourselves. Just ask him and I'm sure he'll open that door for you. John, DeMarco's is a restaurant down in Uniontown. Every year, Uniontown has a ghost walk in their town. There's oh, okay. like six or six spots, six different places they take a tour. And DeMarco's the last place to go to. And at DeMarco's, they do many investigations, you know, for the people who have gone through the tour. We actually okay. had uh, two rooms for uh, investigations this, this time. We had the front bay window room as well as the hand streak room. And I think one of the other other guys on my team, uh, he got to experience some stuff in that room. Just he was in there by himself, and stuff just started banging around. He, he's he wow. kind of like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "This is crazy. This is awesome. I'm scared, but this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had uh, we, you know, as far as equipment, we had we had everything rolling, other than cameras, because it's too it's kind of hard with you know all the people coming right. around, but. We had, you know, K2 set up, REM pods. We had two trip wires, laser, two laser grids, 
Uh, we had the whole nine yards. We had real nice, um, like antique looking lanterns to kind of really set the mood. Right. Uh, most of us went in costume, you know, as I'm sure you've seen yeah. posted. Yeah, you know, I've seen the pictures. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really good. I've never seen that place that active, especially on a tour night. Right. All nights. Because you figure, you know, there's noise and other everything else, but it was, that was something else. Something um, else. Little history behind the is up there on the third floor where Jason was talking about. A long, long time ago, it was it was a brothel, okay, and um, was the old lady at the top of the steps waiting for y'all? We didn't see her exactly, but I'm not sure if it might have been her that might have been throwing stuff or the. Uh, father spirit of the guy that hung himself in the hanging mm -hmm. in the room with the noose, which is still there. Yeah. Uh, oh, I should, I probably should tell people that are listening, like what, what is these rooms they're talking about? Right. So uh, we'll start with the kissing mirror room. And uh, I know a couple of uh, pre, uh, PPS guys, we were, we experienced this a couple of years ago. Uh, there's a mirror in this bathroom that had all these sets of lips show up on it. And <laughs> a couple of years, no, no joke. No, no joke. joke. It just showed up unexplained. Nobody knows how they got there. And a couple of years ago, we counted how many sets of lips were on this mirror before we started the tours that weekend. And by mm -hmm. the end of the first night, three more sets of lips showed up on this mirror. And there was three of us that counted them and you know double checked and we're like, "How did this happen?" Wow. And our conclusion is possibly a working girl spirit from when it was a brothel either right. in a residual form where she's kind of replaying the same thing maybe that's where she got ready you know before work or whatever mm -hmm. or maybe she's there just to let everybody know hey i'm still here right so that was really cool people really enjoyed <laughs> maybe that. it was the john maybe, maybe it was, was the, the john. john yeah this throwing stuff like get away from my woman this is my time right <laughs> and then there was uh <laughs> there's the noose room which is really kind of kind of freaky in its own. The story is approximately 30, 40 years ago, nobody knows an exact time, uh, this noose was used by a gentleman who hung himself. There was a chase right there. Apparently he tied it to this beam and he jumped out and he hung himself. And after the body was removed, they left the noose. And that's where it's been ever since because nobody wants to touch it. Mm -mm. And I'm going to be honest with you, as much as I've been an investigator, I don't want to touch it either. Right. Because I don't know. There could be something on there. But uh, so you walk down the hall, and uh, it's pretty cool because there's a uh, cutout in the ceiling, and there's like a trap door up there. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, you know, we found out a while ago that that's where Madam, who ran the brothel, she would uh, hide her girls if the place was getting raided or there was bad people coming in that she didn't want her girls in, you know, any trouble or anything. And it also doubled as a place where they kept the children of the girls while they were working. Oh, wow. Which is kind of, yeah, which is pretty interesting. And then uh, the front bay window room where there was a lot of activity happening and we had one of our mini investigations. That's where uh, the girls would be for advertisement purposes. Like they right. would be in the windows doing their dances or whatever and you know john's would be walking up and down the road and if they liked what they saw they would come in and madam would either let them in or not and apparently she was known 
that if she didn't like you, if you were a bad person or you gave the girls trouble or you did stuff you weren't supposed to, she would e- either have you beaten, thrown in jail, or even killed. Yeah. Oh, you see, she's, yeah, that, she's mean. Well, she was very, very protective of her girls at that place. And, you know, what, you know, what else is she going to do? So she had, you know, bouncers or whoever she hired to take care of business, take care of business. Mm-hmm. And then the other room where I got hit with an object, a lady got hit with an object, uh, Russ got hit in the head. You know, we had a trip wire in there that was going off and the GS2 laser grid was showing some stuff popping up out of corners. And then the room to the side of that is the uh, hand streak uh, room, we call it, because handprints would show up on the windows out of nowhere, just like a regular handprint. But the thing that was odd is if you put your hand and you look at your fingers, these fingers weren't the same as ours. They were like bizarrely shaped and we just tried to mimic it. And there's none of us could even come close to making a handprint of what we saw on these windows. And then some, there was a couple streaks that would appear. And that's also the room where we get a lot of REM pod hits and there's a bathroom. And I remember this is the last year, year before there was a lady kind of standing in front of the bathroom and, uh, we're going over some history and some stories and she literally fell back into it and she freaked out. She's like, something just grabbed me, pulled me in. I'm out of here. And she mm-hmm. took off. So like I, I said, that was the, last year. I think that might've been last year, but there's a lot yeah. of really cool history. And, you know, apparently there was underground tunnels that were built and that's how they, you know, smuggled money in and, you know, famous celebrities that didn't, want anybody to know what they were doing or where they were at and everything. So it is very cool place and excellent food. Very yep. good. <laughs> Jared, he takes great care of that place. So if anybody's ever in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, make sure you look up to Marco's and go check it out. You know, get, stop in for a drink special, dinner special, whatever. You won't be disappointed. And make sure you ask about the third floor. Yeah. And I'm sure they will, he might even let them go up on the third floor. Maybe, maybe. I <laughs> maybe. was talking to him and apparently nobody goes up there throughout the year unless they absolutely have to. And the funny thing is nobody will go up there by themselves. Right. That's a good cool. place to keep the safe. If he's got a safe, put it up there on the third floor. Well, well you like know, the at, floor on the third floor. <laughs> before he made that a cigar bar on, in the basement, when we first started going down there, there was a, um, a little bar and like where they keep the ice machine. There was a little boy called Bubbles. I forget the story about that. Um, there's a little boy's ghost that goes around and he plays with balls and stuff like that. But the girls, the waitresses or the bar barbacks or whatever they would have to take a person down with them to get ice because that's where the ice machine was that's whole place it's a great place the whole city of union town is awesome man i gotta tell fred saluga he hangs out that's where he hangs out union town he was born there i think fred oh really fred yeah. anything you. else happened down there i mean did uh i met uh met some people from uh fayette commerce and uh we were talking about some things they want to uh be in contact about as far as maybe possibly some filming and Mm -hmm. investigating down there and try and boost the area up and you know get some more history out and so i was like well i will be in touch sir well you know what i hope that works out for you guys because uh 
we did one other place down there a while back and it was the state theater and uh i think i remember you talking about that that was yeah that was before i uh that yeah i think i was in the group but uh if you can honest to god jason honest to pete try to get the state theater it yeah i could free- probably talk to him and see about that yeah the only downfall there. about the state theater was the people they're kind of like uh wishy-washy about people going in especially investigating you know uh, yeah. um i mean i seriously had the the commerce had to actually pull teeth in order for us to get in there and we still weren't yeah so try to get the state well, i'll get my pliers out and start pulling <laughs> <laughs> that's about all i could do yeah so uh well we're talking you know as we're talking about you know jason's or you know um ordeal down there at demarco's i want to I, I was at work the other day and and i got into a, a a little bit of an argument with a person um about they were just like kind of coming up to me saying you know what spirits don't exist ghosts don't exist and i'm thinking and then you know i i just said you know what i'm too busy <laughs> so i left but and I thought about it, and I figured I'd bring it up on this show um, tonight and get your guys' opinion. Um, do you honestly think that spirits exist? Yeah, and this is for our people out there, too, who are listening to the show. They absolutely do. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I've had so much my entire lifetime of paranormal activity. I just think what it is is that some people are more sensitive to it than others. I mean, I call the other people the dull people. They don't, nothing ever happens to them their whole life. They're completely dull. They're not open to any, anything. I, I mean, if there's any spiritual, I hear it, you know, I, it, it just, it just, it's been like that my entire life. So it is. Now, the only thing, question I got is that, you know, the, uh, the Catholic church when I was young used to say that there are no human ghosts. They're all demonic activity. You know, and I don't agree with that. I think that people die, and if you weren't good enough, you're that you're here roaming around. <laughs> Jason, I've actually got a couple points about this that I want to discuss. That's a good question. Um, so I believe spirits are here, uh, and that takes me back to a possible theory that I had uh, a while ago about, uh, because people, you know, like when you go talk about church and stuff, there's heaven or hell. That's it. Mm-hmm. But we run into ghosts. Why? We don't know, right? And that takes me back to a theory that I just thought of, you know, a couple months ago. It's like, well, what if, you know, like they say, energy is not created or destroyed. So us as living creatures, we have an energy. So what mm-hmm. if when we die, that energy is what actually resides here on Earth? But our actual soul itself is what goes to heaven or hell. Oh wow! You know that now, could be, at the end of that, that's a good that's a good theory. Now think about well, okay, so because that saying... would explain why you could have like uh, residual spirits that we think don't even know they're there. That's just that energy just kind of floating around. You mm-hmm. know, maybe some of the intelligent ones maybe uh, retained a little bit of you know, your life or whatever. But, you know, as far as, you know, that's an energy form, but then right. you have your soul. So to me, you know, I put a lot of thought into it and, you know, I can't prove it right or wrong, 
like right. I said, it's just a theory, but what if our energy is still here, but our soul is what goes to heaven or hell? And it's almost like like a zombie that you've taken the soul, which is the software, and it's gone. And now right. this thing is kind of stumbling and wandering around with minimal abilities, you know? Isn't that, that a brain teaser if you think about it? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> oh, but a spirit, was... you know, they, but they you have a soul and a spirit, so the spirit stays. So there was another thing. I saw this thing the other day. Uh, it was somebody talking about ghost hunting equipment. And uh, the the point was brought up that they were arguing with somebody about, you know, finding demons or whatever. They're like, listen, ghost hunting equipment is just for ghosts. You're not going to find demons with it because it's not demon hunting equipment. Mm -hmm. Strictly for ghosts. And I was like, wait a second. That's kind of interesting. But aren't they all in the same realm over there because demons can just waltz right in just like spirits do and they can pretend to be somebody that you knew or whatever to draw you in right you know so that's I, possible that was an interesting uh yeah they're I all didn't, i didn't jump into all that conversation trust me i, was like, <laughs> I ain't got time for that silver moon uh has a couple questions and, and, and she says um i'd like to believe ghosts exist but i often wonder is it just humans seeking comfort? We fear what happens after death. So we com confront ourselves by thinking we can get to watch our loved ones go on. Well, you know, they do say that uh, if you want something bad enough to like happen or be real, it'll happen for you. Like if you want your house to be haunted, it's going to be haunted. Is it all mind control? Like, is your mind? Ah, what do you think, good question. What's your opinion on her? Who am I? Yeah. What do you think okay. about that? But um, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, but I, I I don't know. I really don't have an answer for this one. Don't they call Even that a, a tulpa? T-U-L-P-A? Tulpa? Well, I never heard of that. Yeah, T-U-L-P-A. That uh, you can create the things your your mind has the ability the energy whatever that if you think about something if you think that it's haunted if you think you know there's ghosts they'll actually show up and you know either either you're tricking yourself like with hallucinations or you're giving off an aura and i think it's the aura that they can see like whatever colors you're giving off they can sense fear you know maybe that's a red you know or anger you know that might be blue or whatever or you know if you're not if you're not intimidated maybe you give off a white or or something i think they see that and i think that attracts them you know but here's another thing too if you're afraid of stuff like that you know and it's like even when those demons were in my house i, I really i'd have chills but i wasn't really physically afraid it would just like you, you of course you get a little chill and then you know because fear if you if you fear you don't believe in god because you know when you die you're going to a better place hopefully you know or get reviewed or whatever but i'm not really afraid of dying i haven't been since really since those things were in the house so i'd say fear means you don't truly believe in god you're afraid of the devil right and if you really believed in god in the afterlife then you there's nothing to fear i look forward to it right now i can't so you know, do i i don't so want do to I, John. yeah 
I, I don't want to say I can't wait to die because I want to finish out the next 25 years. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. If there's one person I know that's definitely in heaven is my grandma who passed a few weeks ago because she was a Carmelite nun and uh, she was the most holy person I know. Yes, yeah. sweet. And, uh, now, Holly, Holly here has a question. Then why wouldn't there be more activity if everyone who died left behind energy? That's a good question. And yes, uh, it is. My, my input would be, you know, when you leave energy behind, maybe it doesn't all stay in, like, the ghostly form. You know, mm -hmm. is it possible? Because, you know, say, you know, somebody, you know, dies and then somebody gets a pet, but there's just some kind of weird connection they have. And, they, right. you know, and the people will associate that with, you know, is it that energy crossing into that? We don't know. You know, it, it, it's hard to give a definitive answer the only thing we could do is just keep searching for answers exactly know, have theories and everything but i did like what russ said uh the one time he goes um something about you know when i when when i die okay then i'll find out what all this nonsense is about yeah. you know what i mean what 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 can we do what can't we do you know stuff like that and maybe we can somehow get a hold of Jason's EVP and just relay messages back. Only through no, the eyes. In one of my two of my books, the last two I put in there, only through the eyes of death will you know the truth. That's the final ending of it. Well, but I, I believe that. Um, I, I, You know, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to dying. I am. But I, when it's come, it's going to come because it was written in the book when I was born, what day I was going to die. You know, you, you know when you're going to die? No, I don't. Only oh, okay. the, only God does. But yeah, that yeah. could have been a great Halloween trick if you just had like a blood capsule in your mouth, popped it, and just fell over. After <laughs> saying that, that would be sweet. But now, you know, um, Silver so Moon. Hold on, so hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Going back to that question, though, I think that uh, there is a lot of ghostly activity when somebody dies. If you really would have asked people, has anything ever happened at the funeral hall, stuff like that? I remember when my father died. You know, it's like, uh, you know, they said, who wants to get up and say a few words? And neither my brother, my sister, or I got up. And it was like a long pause there. And I'm telling you, boy, all the lights, you know, they dimmed. And my brother said to me, see that? He's here, you know, mm -hmm. because he was getting angry over the fact that nobody's getting up saying nice things about him. <laughs> you know, what do you my think about the, uh, uh, the white feather thing? Because here I had two experiences with this this year that completely, you know, separate incidences. So my, uh, my oldest dog, he passed away father's day night this year. Right. And his bed used to be next to the bed. And I had like a t-shirt on there that I used for his blanket and everything. Well, after he passed, I think it was the next day I found a white feather. I have no clue where it came from. Wow. Sitting right there on the shirt. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, I believe it, but I don't fully, you know, I know some people are really into it. Well, here's something interesting. So a few weeks ago, I was at work and we were a little, little further up north getting picking up a machine that my boss just got and everything. We're tearing it down. So I was operating the uh, the forklift. It was like one of those telescoping ones, like the big JLG ones. And I was just sitting there and, you know, this is right after my grand passed and I was just sitting there. I had a couple minutes, you know, while they were doing her thing and I was thinking about my grandma and stuff. And 
the same exact style of white feather that I found when my dog passed just came floating. Like, oh, wow. right past my head. Like, right in my line of sight, just right past me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, is that you, Grandma? Are you here right Where now? Where did it end Making up? Making sure I don't get hurt doing this or what? <laughs> you know? It was just really strange because there was no birds around. There was nothing. Huh. And I'm like, where did this come from? It was really cool. I, I tell you, too, when my, when my cousin died, he was uh, last January. He was a, a two-star general. So I went to the Air Force Academy in Colorado, right? So we did all the stuff. And I, 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 you know, I got up to say a few words. I, I talked about how funny he was. The, you know, the Frank Casarino I knew was like a comedian. He laughed at everything. Growing up, was everything was funny. And I said, I don't know how this guy was a navigator on the space shuttle, uh, uh, you know, a two-star general and a, and a big engineer in the defense contractors. But the guy I knew laughed all the time, you know. So I kind of made it funny. I got home and I pulled into the top of my driveway. It was icy because it was January. So I didn't, normally I just go down the driveway, but I couldn't chance it. So I went through the front door. So I went to let the dog in. I opened the door and the dog comes running in. My garage door was opened, opened. Huh. The, there is no way I was gone for three days and the garage door was open that whole time. I am absolutely convinced that my cousin, you know, uh, either they allow you to do something, you know, he said, let's prank John. And I guarantee you what the prank was supposed to be. And maybe my father was standing there and other relatives, you know, and his father was that John comes down the driveway and the garage door opens for him before he presses the button. And I would have said, holy Moses, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, but my dog didn't run away. It, that it is impossible that that garage door was open while I was away because my dog, you know, he he's a runner. He would he would kill the neighbors' dogs and stuff. Hundred eight pound Doberman. But I actually walked to the door and put my hand through to see: Am I hallucinating? Because it, it was surreal. Couldn't be. And I put my hand outside. I said, "Yeah," and I closed the garage door. But that, see again, they he pranked me because at I pranked. I talked about how he was a prankster, and I got home and he pranked me. There was no doubt about nice. it. He pranked Very me. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Now, Silver Moon uh, has a couple things she uh, written. Uh, some people convince themselves they are sick. They get sick. There's been history of women having false pregnancy because they are convinced they are. Um, maybe same sort of thing here. Yeah, that's the power of the mind. I think mind over matter, absolutely. You could you, yeah, they you say look like at they if give you people... could open your third eye, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. The mm -hmm. We only gland. use what, like ten percent of our actual brain? The power something yeah. like that. But the pineal gland controls all of that. But you know, you give somebody a placebo, right? And they get better. So right. same thing. You think I'm oh, this is gonna cure me, and it does. Right. Then she comes in, this just an interesting topic. What does Sean think of child spares? Why would they be stuck here if they are so innocent? And I got the answer for you on that one. Um, a while back, um, we were doing a house over in Green Tree, and uh, there was a car accident that killed the mom, the dad, the brother, and the little girl. It was four of them right in front of the house. And here you know, the people that, the clients that we went to see, 
you know, all this stuff was being thrown, not thrown hard, but little innocent stuff, and they couldn't put a, a, their finger on it. And so I came over and uh, with a couple others, and what we did was come to find out that the little girl was here on their plane or our plane, and she was looking for her parents and her brother, which were already up in heaven, you know, so... That's the best answer. I guess the way I look at it sometimes, and I don't know what you all you guys think about it, but I really believe that once you die, you still have that choice if you want to go to the light or not. Yeah. What do you all think? Yeah, I think you get the choose, you know. But I, here's what I wonder. If you don't go, maybe you don't get to go. You're stuck here then for centuries, you know. Yeah, or, or just maybe you're stuck for a really long time, but... I think if you don't go right then, you may get stuck, and a lot of people get stuck. What do you think, Jay? Uh, you know, I, I mean, you might have the option to go. You know, other than like the, um, you know, the, the religious folks that believe in heaven or hell, I believe, you know, they might have a lot better chance of going directly to either. But you know, a lot of people that don't believe in anything or whatever, you know, do they have the choice? You know, we don't know for a True. fact. Like you said, the uh, the only way we'll find out is uh, one day when we're all looking at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> but I think when you die, it's, <laughs> I think when you die, though, the spirit guide or somebody will be there, a relative, and and the light will be there, the tunnel, and they would say, you know, it's your time. Do you want to go through, or do you oh. want to stay here and see what happens to your kids and grandkids? And so people are so attached to their house and their stuff and. You know, and then they, you know, I want to see what happens to my wife, and, and they end up staying. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I don't think a lot of people would say, "I oh, screwed them, I'm going." <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but there is a lot of um, uh, people that I've known, like their their mother deceased or their father's deceased, and they would tell me the story to where they would be laying in bed, and they're like, "I'm," you know what I mean? Like they're talking to their brothers and sisters, husbands yeah. and wives, you know, and then. They pass, so it's like, yeah, they do come down on it. Uh, Holly goes, uh, when I was about five years old, my granddad died. And at the funeral home, my cousin made me touch his hand and told me if you touch the dead person, they won't come back to haunt you. What do you think, guys? I think that's interesting. And I don't know, me personally, I don't think touching the deceased body is going to determine if somebody comes back to haunt you or not. Now I wouldn't exactly, you know, say it's a loved one, like, you know, the grandfather or something, you know, you had a good bond with them. And if they come back to see you, you know, it might not be as like a haunting. They might just come in be coming in to check on you or, you know, try and let you know that they're in a better place, you know, just overall looking out, you know, um, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I've never heard that one before. So I don't know if that could be true or not. You know, I never heard that one either. Yeah, because I, I think I, you know, because at that point, you know, unfortunately, it's it's just a, you know, a body, the soul and mm -hmm. spirit's gone. You know, so I don't now think... Silver Moon comes back and and said about her question before, but wouldn't God step in to help? This is for you, John. What? But wouldn't God step in to help? It's a child after all. That's where my religious questions come in. No, God gives you free will. I, I, you know, He's done creating. Even as a child? 
Well, it's free will, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the thing with kids that bothers me is that I, I read recently that children that die before being born go to hell because huh? they. What? I, you can look it up. Uh, that's the old mythology that if child dies, you know, stillborn kids or aborted kids, that kid soul goes to uh, where hell. did you research this yeah look, please look it, up, look it up google it that's what it said yeah i mean i don't agree with that for you reading no i don't agree with that but that's what i read no you know? wow wow oh, I, I, big time. Okay. That's yeah that's <laughs> wow i'm gonna have to see google as far that as as far as i know you know, the, if something like that happens to children, that's a one-way ticket to heaven. God yeah, that's why back. I look at it. Yeah, you you would think that yeah, it's not the kids. Uh, but then again, you know what, though? Uh, what's the Catholic thing about if you die before being baptized? These kids haven't been baptized. They right? Don't they say you go to hell? Either. if you, you won't go to heaven if you're not baptized. But that's they weren't even they born. That's well, the that's their problem. <laughs> you know? But... They, they, you know, they weren't I, baptized. I, I, they that, can't that, go. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going Okay, here he goes. Silver Moon comes back and says, this is for you, John. The Bible states, frankly, that children and those not given the chance to know the Lord are without sin and would go to heaven. We only receive sin after we are born. True no, you have a you have original sin, and you need to be baptized to wipe Whoop. that away. So you have sin. Okay, yeah. now she comes back and says you don't need baptized because you are born without sin. No, you're born with original sin. What are, what original sin of being born? What's original sin, John? What do you talk? What is original sin? I'm curious. Look it up. Ooh, tell hey, Silverback. Well, if you're telling me about it, what is look it? Look up <laughs> original sin. Look up original sin. Oh, uh, this no. is like. I don't know. Because yeah, that's, that's that innocence one. until you're born, and you know, mm -hmm. and then you know, sin gets created after that. Uh, he's going to check it out. There oh, we go. Here we go. I'm going to give you the exact wording. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> no. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, John. I'm. I'm. I'm Original sin is the Christian doctrine that holds that humans, through the through the fact of birth inherit a tainted nature in need of a come on give me the rest of it so basically <laughs> after you're born this is this is uh after you're born so kids that aren't born that's a good i don't know you know yeah yeah, Isn't yeah. the original sin adam and eve's uh sin against god doesn't the original sin yes yeah, so because of the sin of adam and eve innocence is lost and all human beings are born into a state of sinfulness. Then she comes back and says, in the fact of birth, John. Yeah, fact of what about birth? Well, she's, you know, you're reading it and then she's coming back at you in the, you know, in the fact of birth, John. Well, I, you know, I don't, I didn't write these things. I'm only telling you what I read. But here's a question for you, John. That's Christianity. What yeah. if you're not Christianity? What if you're not a Christian, right? And I don't know. You, you refuse, and then you refuse to baptize your kid. Now, I, well, I don't think these other religions get baptized. I think it's just Christians, uh, right? So I don't know what Buddhists and them think. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. 
if anybody on it knows the answer to that and you're of a uh, multiple or different religions, let us know your thoughts. Yes, please do. We're let curious. Us know this your is thoughts. an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, but I'm I'm with Jay on that one. I really believe that if you're stillborn or you're you you are going, it's innocence. It's to happen. You back. It's it's a given. You haven't been given a chance to do sin. right. It's innocence. Exactly. And like why, God, why God bless God the mom when it for innocence. How how about the parents? How do you think they felt? I'm sure they feel guilty that they did something wrong, that God ha- made that happen. Who knows? We would probably never know, to be honest with you. Speaking of children, how's your how's little death there, buddy? He's sleeping right now. He's sleeping? Uh-oh. Yeah, he's getting big. Okay, here we go. This this is good. John. Oh, here we go. What if there yeah. are, this is from Silvermoon. What if there are multiple gods? And as long as you are true to your own, you go to your religion idea of heaven. Well, interesting. If you believe in if you're Hindu or Buddhist, they have multiple gods. And uh Christianity is one god, always has been. There's one god. So you would have to believe in Eastern philosophy, not Western Christianity. But yeah, but that—that's what. Did are you okay with that answer there, Silver Moon? If not, you know, come back. You know, we're enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, look, are... babies, babies that haven't been splashed with holy water bear original sin, which makes them ineligible for joining God in heaven. That's that's what I've always heard. So that's why you don't uh, 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 abort. Well, hey, I heard that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer went potentially more than likely went to heaven because he found the Lord at the last minute. So well, how could he do it and kids wouldn't? Yeah, well, I, that's a good question, Jay. What because, do you think of that, John? Uh, because yeah, he found God at the last minute. If it's and, if it's real, there's a lot of people who find God in the final hour. You know, right before the electric chair. And say uh, I'm reborn. I, I believe in God, but, uh, but trust me, God knows in your soul if He still had one at that point, whether He was remorseful, regretful, and actually did believe. And technically, if He did go through something there in prison and repented, well, he did. He was going to church, and, and he, well, then he, he got probably into it. he probably went to heaven then. So that that means that definitely all the babies went to heaven. Definitely. They had to. Well, it just said here that if you weren't baptized, you don't go to heaven. You can't get in if you're not baptized. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. But you but know, that's know. what they say. And you know what? <laughs> Honest to God, being raised Catholic for so long, it's just drilled into your head. And I know. How do they know though? You know, they got their thing to keep the corporation uh, going. I don't good. know. <laughs> Anna Young God said something here. I thought Christianity had three gods: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but they're all part of God. The Father, Jesus is the Son of God, but he's God also, right? And the Holy Ghost is that spirit thing, which I I really don't get a whole good answer from people. What is the Holy Ghost? What is grace? You know, what is that actually? But it's a spiritual form. But it all goes back to God. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I... Ever since I started, you know, chasing prophecy, you know, my eyes opened up to things that were taught to me that aren't really true. 
that I was raised with. Yeah. Well, you can question everything, you know. How about you, I was Dick? raised Catholic. And how do you feel being on Chasing Prophecy for so long? Of all the different things that you have heard, have you ever um, come to say, well, I, I don't believe what I was taught. Has, has that ever happened to you? Uh, I feel like uh, man themselves have uh, twisted a lot of things uh, and, uh, you know, put their two cents into it from what it actually probably should be. Uh, you know, being on here, you know, it, it it's crazy, you know, because like you said, growing up a Catholic, you know, there's no such things as ghosts or whatever. And then you experience it and you're like, well, wait a minute. What exactly. was that then? What was that? You know, and you, you know, you start to, your mind just starts to wander. You know, mm -hmm. wondering like what what's out there and, you know, like just keep an open mind about it. Doesn't mean, you know, turn against anything. You know, I'm still Catholic right. what, and everything, but... You know, I have questions, just like anybody else. Yeah, especially uh, for priests. Yeah. The thing with people, though, is they're very easily influenced. And, uh, you know, when you make a, a compelling argument, people say, oh, yeah, that sounds... And then they can follow that, you know? And I, I think you have to be very careful not to be deceived. And, you know, we know that the devil is a liar. Everything he says is a lie. That's what he does, so... You got to be careful not to be deceived and then repeat those lies. And then, you know, you, you're just a fool at that point. Okay. Uh, Silver Moon, taboo question. This is a taboo question. How accurate do each of you think the Bible is and why? If not, why do we think it's so closely followed? I, 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 I just, I call it the book. I don't call it the Bible and that's only me. But come listen to my show at 11 o'clock into the night with sean kelly and i'll be more than happy to tell you about how i feel about it go ahead john jay well, well just you know, a little bit come on you can't leave us yeah. hanging with a cliffhanger like that we got time <laughs> let's hear let's hear some oh. let's hear some of your thoughts it's there's three of us my thought on the bible it, it's just it's, it's all full of crap it's a bunch of Here's where it really, really bugs the crap and out of me. that's when lightning came through the window and took John Yeah, it did. Out. I'm waiting for it. Windows open. I don't have to break no glass. But here, in, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is real quick. In Matthew, uh, Judas wasn't even mentioned in that one. In come Mark, he slowly comes into the picture, you know, being a friend of Jesus. Then Luke, they start talking about the friendship between uh, Jesus and Judas. Then comes John. Now here's what's the killer. John was written 96 years after Christ died. Okay. And who killed the Jew, uh, uh, Jesus was the Judeans, the Jews, Jewish people. Okay. So whoever wrote that book took his friend Judas and they took the Judean because the names are almost exactly the same thing and blamed him for the 30 pieces of silver. And how can you write something 96 years later blaming somebody and whoever wrote it was probably never around when it happened? Well, the, the books that are in the Bible, John, Luke, Matthew, etc., 
they have verified the authors on that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be canonized and be in the Bible. So either John lived to uh, 115, <laughs> you no, know. No, I don't think he did. Or I, he, I, or he told the story. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that right now, buddy. Yeah, but all of the, the, that's why the other books are not in the Bible. You know, Thomas and Mary. The, you know, the, they're not in the Bible because they don't know who the authors were. They showed up, but who wrote this? You know, they found it with the Dead Sea Scrolls, but they don't know who the author was. But, you know, John St. Thomas wrote, was St. Thomas was. Yeah, but they don't think he wrote the Gospel of Thomas. They haven't been able to verify that anyway, anywhere. But, um, you know, so maybe John told his to somebody who told it to somebody. And but they have a line there that they can follow from other documents and say this is the, the gospel. of Again, uh, it's just a, just a bunch of gibberish. A bunch of, I don't know. I, it's it, not true, though. The 66, well, look, I you got a question how. Turn the furnace up in there, Sean, and get ready. 66 different, <laughs> the 66 different authors of the Bible. 66. So how did they all ah. get it right, you know? But I'll tell you one thing that was done. Uh, Bible code, and you can look that up. Bible code. A guy in Israel created a computer program where he applied, you know, numbers, zeros and ones and all of that to, uh, I think what he did is he took the alphabet and then each letter, you know, A is one, B is two, C is three, et cetera. He created a computer program and then he, he then ran things through that program and the buy, and he compared it to war and peace and gone with the wind, which were about the same number of words and letters and lines as the Holy Bible. And then he looked for prophecies in these three books. There was only one in Gone with Wind, one with um, with uh, the other one I said, War and Peace, that showed up. And what, what it is, it could be wording that, that's diagonal, backwards, whatever, that matches up with something like, like JFK uh, killed, shot, you know? That would be on the page, but don't have to be in a row. It could be diagonal. It could be backwards. That backwards, that type of thing. Just like but then when play they play a record backwards they, and get some little well, yeah. messages. Yeah. But yeah. when they did that, so there was only one in the other two books. When they did that with the Bible, there's like a hundred different things that they found that actually came true. Okay. Different things like that that came true. And then they say that anything you want to know about the future is actually in the Bible if you know what question to ask or how to ask it, and they can run it through that program. So the Bible is a, it's a very special book, you know, uh, and, and when I talk to the real Catholic people, you know, Christians, they say every single thing in the Bible is true, and it was inspired by God through these people to write. They got inspired. God's given them the ideas, and they're writing, and everything's true. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not, but ah. I, I wouldn't mess with it. You know, I wouldn't defame it. Silver Moon's with, with uh, really yeah. good points here. Uh, yes, but okay, Silver, Man, Silver Moon has two points. But the authors were just that, men. Humans are corrupt, and the Bible even states it. Couldn't these authors have written their version of the events? Whoa, hold on, Silver. Written their version of events and not exactly capitals 
what God instructed. Then when she came back and said, didn't we just consider the ghost maybe a conspiracy we convince ourselves makes sense? Can't the Bible be stories, but we convince ourselves the conspiracies are real? I, I think that the greater, there could be exaggeration in it, uh, because look, if I want something to be true, uh, you know, I can little, I can add a little bit to it and make it be more than than what really happened. That happens every day on television news and newspapers, you know, and the internet. Everything that is totally spun out of out of control. But I think the greater chance is that the Nicene councils in three twenty five and three seventy nine, I think they were, when they put the four Gospels together and all of that, uh, there's a chance there that things were rewritten to get the whole company, uh, you know, uh, wording correct, uh, you know, and they were, you know, they were put together. They could have been rewritten at that point, too. So, I mean, that's possible. But uh, that's why I don't take every single thing in the Bible to be 100% true, because I'll be honest with you, Jesus said a lot of nasty things about women. He really did, you know. And that's in the Bible. There was a lot of times he, he he said to like, you know, he didn't say knock your mother over, but push her out of the way. She's not God. You know, there was he said a lot of nasty things about, about females. Yeah. So, so I don't uh, I don't know. And that could be, hey, one of those guys, Paul, could have been gay. And maybe he didn't like women. And he, and then, then he wrote things that were his feelings. I don't know. Because, you know, when you read Paul, Paul said, you know, unless you're lusting for females, you should stay single and not, and be celibate, you know, which is, I think, why, <laughs> the, which is why the, that's what he said. He said, it's better to be celibate unless you cannot control your lust, then find a wife so you can act them out. <laughs> that's pretty much what he said. So but, uh, uh, real quick, you know, before I, don't know I, have I agree to, with a lot of things that he says, I don't before I got to jump like off that. here, uh, yeah. because uh, unfortunate uh, three o'clock is a very, very early time. I wonder if it's the witching hour because you wake up and you're like a friggin' zombie. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk about something really cool that uh, I happened to stumble across. And it's not far from uh, the Mon Valley area. It's out towards uh, Connellsville or somewhere back there. Did either of you guys ever hear of Betty Knox? No. <laughs> no. I didn't either until a couple days I ago. I heard of Johnny Knox. Johnny well, Knoxville. So anyways, there's this road. This dirt road, it's called uh, Betty Knox Road, and it's it's scary. It's right in the woods. There's nothing, and they have, like, there's a big creek there, and they stock it with trout, and you can go fly fishing and everything, catch and release, whatever. I'm not a fisherman. But anyways, you get, the, you get to the end of the road, and there's a gate, and you can actually walk across the creek very carefully, you know, bouncing rock to rock, and there's this path through the woods. Now, before I get into what we found, I'm gonna I have a little bit of the backstory. Uh, so Betty Knox, uh, her mother died when she was like three, three years old. So her father raised her as a farmhand until he passed away. And as she was growing up, and one of her duties was to take the grain from local farmers to the mill and everything of that nature. And she did this for years upon years upon years. Now this is on that road. This is why it's called Betty Knox Road. So one day she just disappeared. Never, nobody knows where she went. There was no signs of leaving, nothing, just up and gone. Well, apparently three years later, 
uh, some people found the skeleton of an ox chained to a tree in these woods right off of this trail or road or whatever you would like to call it. And the thing was, she never chained her animals up from our understanding. That's you know what the history is saying. Like she mm-hmm. would walk her animals. She never chained them up. So nobody knows what happened to Betty Knox. But the creepy thing is in these woods on this road, like I said, it's scary. I was there. It's scary. Like I'm getting heebie-jeebies thinking about it. Uh, you can actually sometimes hear screaming, a female screaming somewhere out in the middle of the woods. During It could be during the day. It could be in the middle of the night. Nobody knows. And what made it even more creepy, said I'm, I'm really getting the goosebumps now, we were walking up this road, and legend has it you know, that there's a... Uh, there's a cemetery somewhere up there, and there's also an old furnace. You know, guys know what the old furnaces were, where they would yeah. like cut the forge yeah. and all that stuff. Well, there's an old furnace way up there somewhere, but there's also an abandoned cemetery, a very, very small abandoned cemetery. So we're like, is this real or not? And people said, you know, you should be able to see it if it, if you know if um if you're walking up the road. So we're we're walking up, and. Uh, we didn't see it. I mean, we probably went back probably about a football, you know, half a football field, maybe 50 yards up. We didn't see anything because people were like, oh, you should see it about 20 yards off. You know, so we're looking. We're, I mean, we're looking. We had flashlight. Nothing. On the way back, we're like, well, we better head out. You know, it's getting it's getting pretty late. It's like 9 o'clock at night. We're walking out, and I just had this weird hunch, like, like almost like something was just grabbing me on my back to mm-hmm. look left. So I look left, and I, I kid you not, I look left, point my flashlight, and right through the trees, I see a tombstone. I was like, hold up. I think I found it. I see a tombstone. Wouldn't you know it? We went you know, tromping through the woods there, the weeds and the brush. We found a tombstone with a name on it and a message. And then there was like a bunch of little uh, like rocks that were placed as unmarked grave tombstones right and we're Mm -hmm. like are these supposed to be here and you could actually feel the ground where it sunk in the okay that's old that's old so it was super creepy that's in the middle of the woods and you know between people claiming they can hear screaming ox bells and all kinds of craziness uh we're definitely going to investigate it really soon where is that curious you know, it'd be pretty cool if you could set up some static cams out there, dude. Oh, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, I have I have a plan put together, and hopefully we can get something really cool because that's a place I have I haven't seen anybody do anything about it or with it, or even. I don't know think about nobody it. knows know about it. it. I don't think yeah. nobody knows about it. Where's the yeah, that, that, I didn't town? even know. I was like, what? Because <laughs> we was out that way, and my buddy's like, hey, check us out. I was like, what? What do we got here? So. uh we went up there and I was like, "Oh, here we go, next investigation." You know that that'd be like, uh, you know, like Blue Mist Road on steroids, I guess, kind of thing. Because there's like a <laughs> cemetery there in the woods, just all yeah. by itself. It's like, how did it even get there? Like, who would even know it's here? You don't even know right. it's there. Like, the only way I saw it is because all the leaves are off the trees for the most mm-hmm. part, and all the brush oh, wow. is dying, or else you'd never seen it. And I was like, "Holy smokes, that's crazy! Absolutely hmm. crazy!" What so towns located in? 
uh, Connellsville, out, out somewhere out there. Like I, I don't know the area that well to yeah. give you the exact like township names or whatever. But uh, I think the guy's name on the tombstone was Harry Cook, and I think he had something to do with the furnace, or that might have been his son's grave or something. There's a whole backstory. Wow. I was trying to read up on it, so we're gonna check it out and hopefully I can report back with some excellent That'd be nice. results. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I'm getting freaked out just thinking about it because the woods mm-hmm. scare me. I don't know what scares me more, the woods or like bears and maybe psychos that could be in the woods. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Gene W. says it's in Dunbar. Dunbar. Dunbar it is. So, but, um, but I just wanted to share that with you guys real quick. Uh, it's that time. The second hour starting, so I'm going to bounce up. So unfortunately, right. I have to get up before the sun even decides to start. All right, brother. Up. Good night to you. We got to start at seven instead of nine. That's what we got to do. Yeah. So we can. We're all old timers. We can all go to bed. Go to bed early. Yeah. Hour. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I got to make Be sure, Sean, tomorrow. that I don't ever take you to this Betty Cooks because you'll scare all the spirits away. Yeah. Nah. I'm retired. <laughs> I, I gotta get I gotta get some awesome results. All right, guys. All right, listeners, have later. a good night. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it, and I'll yeah. see you guys next week. See you next week, brother. Peace, peace. Before we go on, John, um, on our second hour of our show, we are sponsored by Carnation, and um, I want to thank Carnation for sponsoring our second hour of the show. Um, I like the Carnation Instant Breakfasts, especially the chocolate ones. You know, when I was a young whippersnapper, I used to have those before school. So, but now, <laughs> it's tea or coffee for me. Ah, John, now it's me and you. That's it. So, we talked That's... about ghosts, and I was thinking, you know, in order to get you involved too, but you were pretty well involved tonight, which was pretty cool. If someone would come up to you and say, and you were with MUFON, okay, and um, and they came up to me and say, aliens are a bunch of crap. I don't believe in them. And what, what would you have to tell them? Well, I would tell them that technically there is zero proof that aliens are real. There's no bodies, no bones, no DNA. There's a lot of stories, eyewitness testimony, uh, abductions with their stories uh videos photos but uh, to meet scientific you know there's no proof there's no proof you know Mm -hmm. it's it's unproven that there's life in space no ufo has ever been seen approaching earth from deep space they've been seen around the moon you know supposedly and you know with the sts the NASA, you know, the satellites have picked up stuff, but uh, there's never been any scene, you know, picked up deep coming, you know, like they pick up these asteroids that are, are far away. There's never been anything like that. So I would have to say with them, I cannot, I could tell you all the stories and stuff, but I can't prove to you that air aliens are real. And in 2018, I put a $30,000 reward out. This is serious. I put a $30,000 reward out for alien, blood, DNA, uh, a piece of a craft that could be examined and said that these elements don't belong on Earth. And uh, nobody came forward and claimed the $30,000. So 
you know, I'd have to say at this point, there is uh, no scientific proof that aliens are real. Now, whenever you first joined MUFON, did you have the exact same thought? No, because I knew not, I was 41 and I knew absolutely nothing about UFOs. So when I started reading and getting educated on it, there was a lot of uh, stories and government documents from, you know, military people, generals, all these people talking about the possibility and the reality. And, and But you know what? Who knows if these documents are genuine? The UFO people uh, go and authenticate the documents and say, yes, MJ-12 is real. The twining memo is real. This one's real. That one's real. But they they want it to be real, so they say it's real. So, you know, I don't know if those are real. So in the beginning, I, I completely bought into all of this stuff because high-level people and generals and majors and captains all saying that. But who knows if that's the truth or not you know so right. it, it, i argued for years up until 2014 i was probably the biggest proponent out there vehemently that ufos are real and okay. uh you know I, I did the anderson cooper show and i was 100 percent sure that they were i would not even question it and uh any of my lectures you know i would stand there and say what's it going to take for people to understand this is real. And I'd say, you know, this general said this and this and this and this, this all of these documents. But, you know, there's no real way of knowing if those documents are real. So I don't know. The thing could be an entire CIA, uh, you know, uh, op to cover our secret space program and military mm -hmm. weapons. And it could be the greatest lie in history. I don't um, know. There's no way of knowing. Well, you know, for being on the show for like three years and talking to the ufologists and, you know, people from MUFON um, and the way the government's handling, I think it's just like a smokescreen. Um, Holly came that way. Yes. Holly said, um, she wrote, because they travel intradimensionally. Do you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I, I had said uh, my opinion changed over the time and said... The people are seeing something. I don't question them. About 10% of the cases are hoaxes, but they're seeing something and they're experiencing something. And, uh, you know, there's some trace evidence left behind, radiation, uh, boron, you know, different things. So, I mean, it is real. But I have concluded with a lot of other people that have spent years in the field and it took them a long time to get there too, that they say it's interdimensional. You know, okay. and I, I, I agree with that. You know, Jacques Vallée says that. Uh, Heinick said that at the end. Uh, there was a John Mack. There was a whole bunch of people. I have a list in one of my presentations of the ones that said this is not from space. It's uh, something that comes through a dimension. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's, and, and also people are saying too that Bigfoot and UFOs are kind of related what do you think? There, there are some cases, and you know, it may only be one or two percent of the UFO cases that a Bigfoot is seen. You know, we talked about the Prescow Island by Erie and Uniontown. Prescow was 1966, uh, Uniontown 1973. They were two of the most famous cases of uh, a UFO hovering and a Bigfoot being right there. Uh, but it doesn't happen a lot. There are cases like that, but it doesn't happen a lot. But again, I, I say that that's all interdimensional. 
or shapeshifters. I, I think the okay. Native Americans got it right. Right. That yeah. those, any creature you see is a shapeshifter with the ability to become anything it wants to and show you anything it wants to. You know, a, a gray, you know, an alien, a Bigfoot, whatever. It's just a shapeshifter. And the Native Americans experienced that for years. <laughs> Philly has hit five home runs so far. It's seven <laughs> nothing. They've hit five home runs. Okay. <laughs> 30, what's the score? Seven nothing, Philly. Philadelphia is winning seven nothing in the World Series, and I, I call that's bad karma on Houston because they cheat. Well, you, you know, know what happened? Uh, Harper uh, picked something up on the pitcher. He hit a two-run homer to start the game, and then he went over to the other players and he told them something, and four more guys hit home runs. So hmm. he he picked something up in his delivery that gave. They gave away the pitch, and they okay. looked for it, and they hit home runs off of McCullough. Sweet. Now, so there back, you go. back to the show. <laughs> yeah. That was just a little intermission, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But um, you were talking about shapeshifters, right? Okay. Now, there's probably somebody out there listening to our show right now or, or watching or listening that really don't understand what a shapeshifter is. Would you like to explain it to them? Well, my opinion is it's a demonic entity that can materialize and become anything it wants to become. You mm -hmm. know, it has the ability to morph and become anything. So, you know, this demon can be can show itself as a, an angel. Uh, it can show itself as a, a relative of yours. Uh, it could show itself as a werewolf, uh, you know, a Bigfoot or, or a gray alien. It has the ability to man manipulate energy and stuff and show itself as any creature it wants to. But I think those are all demonic entities. All okay. Uh, and, um, and I respect what you say, what, what you just said about that. Um, there are times when, when I'm, like whenever I'm going, you know, gold panning or I'm out in the woods of some sort and I see some weird looking animals, okay, and I'm thinking, oh, this is not Chernobyl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That possibility could be a, a shapeshifter, you know what I mean? That could be something keeping an eye on me. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I go uh, panning for gold in the creeks, um, I get nervous, you mm. know what I mean? I always make sure because I don't know – all the different um, cryptids that are out there, you know what I mean? And everything that I've learned on this show, it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies sometimes. Do you, you bring a I mean? gun with you? Do you bring a gun? To be honest with you, I don't like guns. Yeah. Okay, I don't. Um, I, I, you know, maybe someday I'll go get one because the way the world's going now. Yeah. But um, no, I don't bring a gun. But uh, Well, I mean, I think you need the gun for a bear you know something like that uh it's not going to help you with cryptids because they're shapeshifters you can't kill them it's, mm -hmm. there's a number of cases where you know people have shot a bigfoot and it just evaporated you know because it's a shapeshifter. Right. now you've heard of the missing 411 right yeah that guy what's his name uh david um, polites i would like to get him on the show that would be really cool he won't do it he won't okay no. now they he had a a YouTube special at um, the hunting, yeah, or the, something like that. And what's really crazy 
was there was like two or three cases in that YouTube where everything happened in upstate New York. Okay. Two old men were missing. You know, one guy was out with a hunting crew and he was sitting on a rock. They came back to get him and he was no longer there. You know what I mean? It's just like he was gone. And there was another guy um, that was in his backyard. You know, his wife one minute saw him and boom, she didn't see him again. So how can he explain something like that? You know, I understand Fred Saluga told me that Prolites is coming out. He's getting ready or he has already come out and said that these are UFOs abducting the people. But I don't buy that, that it's UFOs because, you know, I, I didn't see his most recent one hunted, but I saw others. And, you know, they would find, I think maybe in California, they found his backpack. And 100 yards later, they found the water bottle. A hundred yards later, they found his boots right. and his jacket. So that's not uh, a UFO because they wouldn't be dropping that stuff off. Like the guy kept moving or whatever, but then he's gone. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I would stick more with the interdimensional on these missing people than saying it's UFOs. But a lot of people think UFOs are interdimensional. So what was crazy about that? Um for that program that he had was that there was a lot of UFO activity that was happening when those guys were missing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what's out there. Um, I was thinking of joining MUFON, you know, since I retired from ghost hunting. (laughs) Today's the first day of my retirement. Okay. Good. Good. Well, you know, knowing what you know with equipment and all that stuff, you'd be very good with MUFON, you know? Mm. But the thing you got to keep in mind, MUFON, it's like $150 to join. Mm-hmm. You got to buy the book and all of that. You know, when I was there, it was it was 25 bucks, and mm-hmm. you get the book and all of that. And they've really increased the prices on it, you know? And, and there's an issue that I hear from the uh, field investigators. I'm retired, so I'm not with them anymore, is that, the best cases when they come in do not go to the field investigator. They have people who specialize in different type of sightings and that case goes to them. So you might get a UFO landing case in your neighborhood and then you don't get the case. It goes to some guy in New Jersey who drives over and investigates it. And I absolutely a hundred percent disagree with that. Right. You know, I I, I I don't, I don't want not want to be a member and pay what they're charging. And, you know, their conference to go to, it's two and a half days and it's three hundred and twenty nine dollars. You know, you know, I do the conference in Philly a day and a half for ninety nine dollars and you get two meals. Right. (laughs) You know, but, uh, you know, I, I to investigate lights in the sky and never get a good case. And it was like that the last three or four, three years or so that I was there before I left three or four years. Uh, but that was, and then later we find out that's when MUFON got involved with the Department of Defense and all that information was going to Robert Bigelow in, in uh, Vegas, you know? So right. uh, I, I can't say at this point that I think MUFON is 100% up and up. I, I don't, I, I have a hard time saying that right now, especially when you don't get the cases, you know? Right. What's the point of being a member unless you're a specialist, you know? But see, here's what here's what blows my mind away because we've had some, what's it called, the ERT emergency yeah. response team. Yeah. 
I mean, if I got a UFO and I saw one and it landed and they sent out an ER, e, ERT and that spaceship only landed for about three seconds and took off again and they're coming in from New Jersey, right? What's there to see? Well, the ERT is for abductions. Uh, that's what that is. Uh, only people that got abducted. But it would be just somebody else from a different team. And you wouldn't see anything, but there would be trace evidence left behind. First thing they do is take out the Geiger counters and check the area. And mm -hmm. then they would take samples, soil samples, leaves, etc. And they'd send them off to labs, uh, you know, to different labs. And they would take other control samples from a block away and send them too. And, you know, and like the case I had in Levittown, the... Uh, the leaves had high levels of boron and magnesium, but the leaves in the front of the house and down the street did not. So when she said something happened, something happened, you know, but they, you know, but they want these specialists to uh, do these cases. And, you know, if you do have an abduction, uh, you know, somebody down the street says I was taken, floated out and abducted and they did these experiments on me. That's the ERT team. Okay. Uh, ex uh, experiencer response team and mm -hmm. uh, they would then do the interviews and stuff and you know who heads that up who's that uh, Kathy Martin retired and George Doc Medich the guy who pitched for the Pirates and the Yankees do you remember him yeah, you know, yeah. back to the 80s and stuff yeah mm -hmm. he was he came to me 10 12 years ago and said, I want to join MUFON. I believe all of this. So, you know, I, I, I can't say I recruited him, but I developed him. And mm -hmm. he, uh, and then I said to him a few years ago, six, seven years ago, I said, Doc, you're an, you're an orthopedic surgeon. Anybody with a medical degree, medical experience needs to be involved with these abduction cases because you look at it from a medical standpoint, you know what to do, certain tests, things like that. So he became part of that ERT team. And when Kathy Martin retired, George Doc Medich now runs the ERT team, a oh, former wow. Major League Baseball player, you know? That's crazy. I'm, a friend I'm of sure mine. there's a lot of, uh, you know, like you said, baseball players, football players, movie stars. They're probably, you know, that really do believe in this and they probably do it on the, on the side, you know what yeah, I mean? They're, they're, they're no different than us. There's a lot of yeah. movie stars who claim to have had experiences or believe in uh, UFOs. But again, uh, you know, they're not doing any investigations. They're just, uh, you know, they're saying what they saw or heard and what their beliefs are. But and Muhammad and, Ali, there was a whole bunch of, you know, famous people who claim to have seen UFOs. What would you do? I ask everybody this question that's on the show. I don't think I've answered it, asked you this question. Well, what would you do if you met an alien face to face? What would you do? Well, uh, you know, it depends if they look just like me. You'd have to prove to me that you're an alien. But right. if it looked like this guy behind me over here, then I'll take your word for it that you're an alien. You know, right? What, you would, know, you would, do, what would you do? What would you do? I would just ask. I probably want to touch them. You know, I'd ask them, "Are you toxic to humans?" I'd want to feel: Are they warm blooded? Are they cold? You know, that question about touching a dead body, the only one I ever touched was my father's hand in the, you know, his had his hands and I put my hand on top of his and it felt like 
when you take a piece of chicken out of the refrigerator before you barbecue it. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it felt like a, a piece of cold chicken, you know? So I think I'd, I'd want to, I'd want to feel it, see what it feels like, uh, shake its hand, uh, as long as I, it's not toxic. And there have been UFO cases where touching them and the person then died like of Ebola or something, but you know, that would not be the first thing I would do. First thing I'd want to know is where are you from? You know, how did you get here? And, and I think in the top three to five questions, one of them is going to be, were you created? Did you evolve? Mm -hmm. You know, do you believe in God? And that would absolutely be one of the questions. But that don't mean you can trust them. They may right. have an agenda. So they may tell you, no, there is no God. We've encountered that on other planets and uh, everything evolves and uh, or have been your planet was seeded by us and now we've returned. I, I don't think I'm going to believe him if that's what he says. But right. the it's interesting. I read with the Pentagon that I always thought it was the far left people who believed in UFOs because people said that Hillary Clinton would be the disclosure president. And, and, and she actually spent time with Lawrence Rockefeller. The Clintons absolutely believe in UFOs. But I read recently, and it's the first time I encountered it, that it is the uh, far right, like myself, who are God believers, who want the UFO to be real because we believe if they showed up and that question is asked, the alien is going to say, I believe in God, God created us because right. it's the only real way it could be there because it had to be created, you know? Okay, so, you know, so, there is a, so there is a tug of war between far right, far left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought the far left people were the UFO believers, but it, it turns out it's the far right because their belief in God is that an alien would confirm that God is real because the only way to have life in space is creation. God had to put them there and because uh, we don't believe evolution is true. Life comes from life and that comes from God. Okay. Wow. So do you have anything? Uh, we still got about a half hour here, but... Yeah, I got some cool stuff that I was going yeah, to cover. Please do. Uh, yeah. I, I put together two lists, and they're in my uh, my book. I think it was the String Theory of the Unexplained. Let me pull that up. Um, and I put a list together. Do you know, should you know the paranormal? And then another, that's 144 questions. <laughs> and, and then I put together, do you know, should you know, uh, UFOs, and that's 282 uh, questions or bullet points, you know. So uh, I'll go through this, and, uh, you know, if if anybody in the audience replies, say their answer, you know. Uh, so the first one is, what percentage of Americans believe the paranormal is real? I would have to say my, my about 70%. 93%. 93, wow. Yeah. What? How many have, say they experience something paranormal? Ninety-three percent. No, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah, the rest just believe it, but they didn't experience it. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, what percentage of Americans believe guardian angels have have aided them? Their guardian angel has. I would have to go high nineties. Fifty-three percent. Fifty-three. What wow. percentage of Americans believe that witches are real? And I'm not talking about uh, Wicca. 
I'm talking real witches that put potions and spells and can influence things. Um, Lord, I would have to go 60%. 20%. 20%. Yeah, people, uh, people don't believe in witches. You know, with that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people find that hard to believe that you can put, create a spell. Uh, but see, what they do is they, they, you know, they ask these demonic entities to do these things for them. And then they lose their soul, but uh, you know they get taken in like that. But you know, if you if you ask hard enough, they'll do it for you. But there's a price to be paid. You know, uh, what percentage of Americans believe in demonic possession, like in The Exorcist? How many believe that's real? What percentage? Fifty-four percent. Forty-two percent. Thirty-two. Forty-two. Forty-two. I was off a couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what percentage have seen a ghost? Oh, wow. I'd have to say low 30s. 20%. 20%. What's the most haunted city in America? New Orleans. Savannah, Georgia. Really? Yeah. Savannah, I would have to Georgia. say New Orleans, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Savannah. Huh. Uh, I got to go there. It's one of the few places I haven't been. I was just in Georgia for a week, and I didn't get to, well, that's, you know, it's that's all the way in the southeast corner of Georgia, over by uh, Hilton Head, actually. Mm. Uh, what percentage of Americans believe houses are haunted? Haunted houses. Oh God, I'm going to say forty-eight. Thirty-seven percent. I'm getting closer. <laughs> How many paranormal societies are in America? Oh my God. Three, four hundred? Four thousand two hundred and three. Oh my god, where do you come up with all these? Uh, I've looked them up or come across different articles uh, or, or surveys, but there is a website uh out there that is you can look it up, paranormalsocieties.com. Mm -hmm. And uh I know in Pennsylvania, which would interest you, there's like over two hundred. I believe it. Yes. And you can actually look each one up. You can pull it up by state. And I did this. And I put, I actually put myself out there as a, as a, a person, a group. Uh, I think I call myself the string theory of the unexplained, but I'm listed there. I've had producers from uh, TV shows contact me uh, looking for people with different experiences and stuff like that. But that's where they go too. But you could look up, parent, you click on Pennsylvania. And then you can, if you want to find out what ghost societies and stuff are in Pittsburgh, you could you could just click on it and you can go right through it. Where are they located? Butler, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh, Greensburg. It's all there. It, but you know, UFO groups are not like that. It's not as many. No. Why is that? Why Why do you think that? Well, I I could I think because the UFO. I don't think a lot of people have seen them. There's no real proof. You know, although like then I just said, there's some pictures and a lot of stories. But I think uh, a lot of people have experienced the paranormal, you know, 40 percent, whatever this all comes out to, you know, have seen something, experienced something, whatever or a relative has told them something. So uh, and I think when you go like you guys do uh, to locations, you actually do get some evidence. I mean, you could sit on a, in a field with cameras and stuff looking at the sky 
forever and not see a damn thing. <laughs> you know, really I've true. never seen anything. Uh, Sebastian Morn uh, wrote, I have seen and felt ghosts, none of them bad, all good experiences. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. good. Okay. Uh, let's see. How many independent records verify that Jesus was crucified? How many what? Independent re records from back then. Oh, my God. How many have they found that verifies he was crucified? 110. 5,843. Holy crap. How many witnesses were there to the crucifixion that had at some point came forward and they found in these 5,000 records? How many witnesses? Uh, 3,000? No, over 500 people were there that actually saw the crucifixion. Okay. And, you know, the difference between Jews, Muslims, and Christians are that the Jews and the Muslims, they believe in the Old Testament, but they don't believe that uh, Jesus uh, was the son of God or or rose again. You know, that's the difference. They think he was just a prophet like Muhammad, you know? Right. Okay. In Pennsylvania, do you, if you're selling your house in PA, New York, and New Jersey, let's say, do you have to disclose that it's haunted? No. Pennsylvania, no. You, how, how about New York and New Jersey? I would have to say no. In New York, yes, in Jersey. Uh, yes, in both New York and New Jersey, because they're very liberal. <laughs> yeah, so they that I know I know in PA there um there was a couple realtors that wanted me to go investigate houses, you know, that they're about to sell. And this is true. And um I said, Can't you just tell the people that they're haunted? And the realtor said, No, we can't. Yeah. So in PA, you only have to disclose physical defects like mold, uh, you know, termites, stuff like that, not psychological ones. And there was a case in 2012, Milliken versus Giacano, and uh, in 2012, and they ruled only physical defects you have to disclose. Okay. What is the language of angels? Oh, Lord, I don't know, John. Enochian. Enochian. Oh, is that? Well, aren't those like the real tall dudes, right? They're seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, usually white guys with blonde hair, seven feet tall. That's how they've always been described as uh, as white, uh, seven feet tall. And uh, I can't say everyone has had blonde hair or gray hair, white hair. But, mm -hmm. you know, and then they kind of have funny eyes to them, too. But that's how they've been described. But they speak a language called Enochian. Now, is there? Now, I want to know this, and I'm sure my people will know this. Our our, our listeners, is there anywhere that is taught Enochian now after now? You know, I don't know that we have a Rosetta Stone of uh, their language. I don't know. I, that would be actually a good question to look up. Is Enochian something you can learn? Because if you know if you want to talk to spirits, you should probably learn Enochian and and see if uh, if you could talk. But I think in different, uh, you know, like uh, they learn a lot of stuff in communicating with spirits and exorcisms and that. But it's it, it, they say that it's Enochian is the the name of their language. But I don't know that they have a Rosetta Stone. That's a good question, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, this might be in your area. Um, 
what's it called when they do some of these uh, rituals and mediums and seances when objects appear they kind of fall from the ceiling on the table uh they arrive with a popping sound what are those objects called what's the name of that when they appear um I'm and sorry. a lot of times a lot of times oh. they're artifacts bullets oh. yeah okay silver moon has a question for you uh, why would angels not speak the same language as Jesus, Aramaic, or A-R-A-M-A-I-C? Aramaic. Because Jesus was born in the Middle East, and that was the language they were speaking. So he grew up learning to speak that language. Like if Jesus was born here now, uh, I guarantee you if the Antichrist is born in America, he, he speaks English, you know? Okay. But, uh, you know, Nokian is what they speak in heaven. But those objects that fall from the ceiling during a seance is called an aport, A-P-O-R-T. I did not know that. I yeah, know yeah, that. That, that. You know, I did my most viewed uh, lecture on my YouTube channel uh, is on the skull experiment. Uh, I think that was back in, in the 60s. But, you know, it's really cool, Sean. What we did was... Fred Saluga, myself, and Rhonda Vary, who was the woman that helped me when the spirits were in the house. I met her on a dating site, and we became very good friends, and, and she told me a lot of things I needed to know to combat the spirits. She's done at least a dozen, 12, 14 episodes with me on my YouTube channel. But what we did was, at night, we met here in the house, and my cameraman came over, and we set the table up, and we reenacted the skull experiment. And uh, I've got almost 4,000 views on that one. And uh, I don't know why people don't watch more of my stuff because my these these shows that we do are, are freaking excellent. They really are. I mean, mm -hmm. I just put four of them up this past uh, month and one on Lilith, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think they're all great. Uh, one on the war against God one on why this disclosure is uh you know is not true and there's a dark side to the whole ufo field i mean i i think all the all the stuff we put up or i i know i very well research it and then i i mm -hmm. do a powerpoint and then fred and another guest maybe you know they ask questions but now but that's uh, my best one with almost four thousand views well now congratulations but um there are a lot of listeners out there, I guarantee it, and watching the show tonight that can you explain what the skull, whatever that was called? Yeah, S-C-O-L-E, skull experiment. If you go to my website, johnventry. you know, it's either .com or .blogspot.com. If you put blogspot.com, it definitely comes in. But I had done something, my publisher, to make sure it flips over to johnventry.com. And you'll find it, it there, and it tells you all about it. But it was in Skoll, England. Uh, four people, they uh, wanted to contact the dead. So uh, they did these, like, uh, you know, late-night uh, seances to contact the dead. And it, it, it worked. And they documented it. They filmed it. And, they, you know, they would they put, you know, uh, ca camera film like 35 mil, you know, film for a, a camera. They put that, they put it on the table, but they didn't open it. And when these the spirits showed up and everything, they later then took the film, 
controlled experiment, brought it to Kodak. They printed the pictures and there were images of faces and people and hands mm -hmm. and stuff in a box that was never opened and put in a camera, you know, eight ports, things fell out of the ceiling, bullets, uh, like World War One stuff fell out of the ceiling, you know, maybe bullets from World War One. Uh, and then as they got deeper into it, they a gray alien like this one behind me showed up and it was blue. It was blue and they called it, I think they called it the uh, blue boy or something like that, but it was blue in color. And the further they got into it, they started to realize that they were not dealing with spirits. These were not dead relatives and stuff like that. And the, the, the alien, the gray, made them think that they were dealing either with aliens or demonic entities. But okay. it went on for years. They would tour around England, all around Europe, and, and they would do their seances and just like stuff would fall out of the air, land on the table. You know, there'd be voices, there'd be different things uh, going on. And, and they documented it all. It's probably one of the best documented uh, seances. And they probably did it for seven or eight years. Now, did, did, when you did your experiment at your house, did stuff fall? No, because I said to them, what we did was a reenactment and everything was staged. And I said that up front. I said, I will not do a seance in my house. I will not have a medium. We're not holding hands. We're not chanting. We're not saying spells or Bible verses or anything. We're just going to go through the things they did. And we pretended to be three of those four people. And we, we did it. And I would drop something and say, look what happened and stuff like that. And what the one thing I did do is I took this, this alien right here and I put him in the other room, right? And right. I closed the door. So as we're doing this, and I didn't tell Fred and, and, and Rhonda or my cameraman, I, I would write like we're halfway through. I said, did you hear that? And they said, no, I didn't hear anything. I said, I hear something in the other room. So I walked over and the cameraman followed me and I and the lights were out over there, just low light over here. And I opened it up and you saw this gray alien standing there like a couple of feet back. It looked cool, man. It looked cool like that blue that they had uh, filmed of the alien. You know, so we, we reenacted. And I tell you, I, I think we did an excellent show. You know, mm -hmm. and, and then, uh, you know, it's like we did that. And then that only took about 25 minutes or so, 20, 25 minutes. Then I went through some paranormal stuff. When I was in England, uh, where was I? Ireland or Scotland? I bought this little book of the paranormal. So and then we talked about Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. Yeah. She wrote the story. And I went through this book of paranormal facts, some of them in this presentation. But. Yeah, you can look up the skull experiment. I'm kind of surprised that nobody has ever um, done a movie on it, you know? Now, Silver Moon has, wants to come back, and we only got like about five minutes left. Okay. Um, she goes, have you ever come across a group or witness that it became clear that they were telling tall tales or claiming they could do things they couldn't? And how did you handle it? Well, I, you know, I think the tall tales in the UFO investigations, I've come across that. And the best way, uh, I was a certified instructor at UPS in security 
on behavioral analysis and body language. I would train investigators how to interview and interrogate and watch the person's bodily reactions more, more so than what they say because they're lying the whole time. But mm -hmm. when you hit on the right thing, you'll get a reaction. They'll fold their arms. They'll tighten their grip on the chair. They'll cross their right legs. All of a sudden, you'll see their heart start, you know, start pounding in their shirt and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that happens. But I'll tell you one thing that did happen was uh, when my girlfriend, Colleen, was living with me 15 years ago, uh, 18 years ago, we joined. There was a near-death class at a small community college. And I said, oh, this would be cool. Maybe we could go out and ghost hunt. And he says, yeah, we're going to go to a cemetery. And he's got all the equipment. Nick, Nick Roy was his name in Greensboro. Okay. Did you know he was a speaker at that conference that you were a speaker at in 2008 or nine? He was one of the speakers. Oh, oh yeah, Roy. yeah. He's the one that didn't like me. Yeah, Nick he, Roy. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like me because I, I remember he came in and listened to my talk. Yeah. And he just walked out the door getting mad. Yeah. Well, he, you know, we did a couple of classes and, you know, he said we were going to then go out and he has the equipment. We'll go to a cemetery. I mean, this is something you could do, too. And uh, then all of a sudden, these Brazilians from Pittsburgh showed up. There were maybe three, three, I think three, maybe four. I remember the girl and the whole mood of the class at WCCC changed. They started talking about, they practiced uh, Brazilian Macumbe, and they were talking about all this stuff. And you could just see how everything turned really negative. They were taking right. over the class with their ritual stuff and their beliefs. And, and, you know, Nick just wanted to be a ghost hunter like you and say, we're going to go out. And I remember, uh, you know, I said to him, are we going to go? Out? He goes, I'm not going to a cemetery with these people. He says, that's forget about it. We're not doing that. And uh, I, I think he actually then ended the class. There might have been one or two more weeks, and I think he just ended it because uh, these people from P Pittsburgh showed up and they were practicing. You know, the, wow. the worst stuff to practice, the most, the strongest stuff is voodoo and Brazilian macumbe. African I never, voodoo. I never, heard of, I never heard of the Brazilian macumbe. I have to Google that. Yeah, Brazilian macumbe and, and uh, South African voodoo. Uh, that's why when I met that woman in Pittsburgh on a dating site, when I had all that stuff going on in my house, you know, I meet her in, in uh, Monroeville at a Mexican restaurant. And, you know, it's it's funny how the devil gets people to do his work. I, I, you know, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. She's winking and saying, oh, you know what? I really like you. I'm going to come over to your house. But first, you got to invite Olga, the South African priestess, over your house. Huh. I said, what? She said, yeah, I, was, I spent a month in South Africa with her and we did uh, exorcisms. And, oh, she, wow. and, and I said, and she's here in Pittsburgh from South Africa? Yeah, I brought her. You know, the woman brought this woman from South Africa here. And he go, she goes, I'll be with you, but you got to ask Olga, the exorcist, South African voodoo exorcist over. And, uh, you know, and I don't know what she, I knew what she was going to do. She was going to bring in a very nasty, high-level demon into my house. That's what right. they were planning to do. Now, she might have said, well, I'm going to clean your house and clear it of spirits and energy. But her intention, which came straight from the devil, was uh, they were going to bring something in here that would be extremely hard to get rid of that might have launched an attack on me. Huh. 
But uh, we got about a couple more minutes left. Uh, listen, everybody, thank you for uh, your questions and and your responses to John and, and me and Jay. And um, real quick, John, um, what's coming up for you? Uh, nothing. I think I'm pretty open this month. Uh, and I think my son's moving December 1st to St. Louis. He's leaving Irwin. So he's leaving the Pittsburgh area. So I'll be here uh, with no family again, just me. And uh, though my family will all be in uh, St. Louis. Well, you got, you got us, John. Come on. You yeah, got, I know. You, but I'm you just got saying. us, man. But well, we don't meet know? in person and stuff. You know, we're on a show. Well, man, our schedules are also. <clears throat> Well, we got to meet because I got to talk to you. I got to make you a reborn Christian. It ain't going to happen, brother. You, you can tell that. You could say that. To, You're not to, going to heaven then. I can tell you right that, now. You got to go knew, to the dark side. When dude, I knew, I, dude, I knew that already. Then, but you I can started. change it. You can but, change uh, that if you want to. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, and do you have an update on the score of the baseball game real quick? It's still 7 nothing. top of the eighth. So Houston, okay. and that's going to put Philly up two to one. Okay, cool. Yeah, but All this right, list, we only got through 13 points, so there's still uh, 130 oh. left to go. Sebastian Murray said, great show tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you You're for welcome. listening. But let's go through these points in the future because there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, here. Not, not, yeah we can do like, like 10 of them every night, every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little known facts of the paranormal and then UFOs. Yeah. All right, everybody. Good night. See you next week and happy hunting. All right. See you. Well, well hi, everybody. I'm still on. Um, let me go message my producer. See if he's listening. Um, Uh, let's see. We're done, John. Let's see. So, I hope everyone had a good Halloween tonight. This this past weekend, it was great. Um, I'm just talking here until Joe comes and boots us Lisa. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad everybody enjoyed the show tonight. Um, it was a good show. Um, got a lot. Of, I've, I've learned a lot of stuff tonight, and uh, I was pretty impressed with it. And um, I hope everyone of you all out there got something to uh, maybe you picked up something that you needed to know, or you know. And if you have any any ideas of topics that you want us to bring up on the show feel free to send a message to our um, chasing prophecy facebook page chasing prophecy radio and uh you know jenny will look at it and then if we can you know um we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it 